Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm JD McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with a modern metal icon, one of the most surreal, epic, commanding, and powerful voices I've ever personally heard. She is the brain behind the band Unleash the Archers, a Dungeons and Dragons connoisseur, and every cat's best friend, Brittany Slays. How you doing today, Brittany? <laughs> doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about overcoming prejudice. Prejudice, to give it an exact definition, is a preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. Prejudice can lead to things such as racism, sexism, and even xenophobia. Prejudice has been an ongoing issue for all, of, uh, for all of humanity throughout recorded history and oftentimes end up being the root behind a lot of conflicts. In more recent history, prejudice has led to people calling for significant social reform, such as with the American Civil Rights Movement in the 1950s and 60s, and an ongoing call for equality between men and women in the workplace. Having to face prejudice in one's daily life can oftentimes lead to negative mental health side effects, such as stress, anxiety, and depression. In the realm of music, heavy metal specifically, it is heavily male-dominated. The ratio of men to women is significantly slanted to the point where if a woman does make it, she tends to stand out and usually has to face a plethora of stereotypes. Brittany, being a woman in the heavy metal community and basically being a pioneer for a lot of your peers, do you feel that you've come across prejudice in trying to follow your career path in the music industry? And if so, did you ever feel that there were moments that the prejudice was too much for you to handle? Um, yes, definitely, especially in the early years. Um, we started in 2007, and so there were there were definitely female-fronted bands at the time, but mm. not a ton. And um, so the scene was very much dominated by you know, male vocalists, male frontmen, that kind of thing. So um, a lot of times we would have two very diverse reactions. It would be either, whoa, this is super cool. And uh, people would get on board right away and they, you know, they'd be kind of enamored with the novelty of it all. Or it would be, you have no place here in heavy metal. What are you doing fronting a, a metal band? Really? You know? Like that, that drastic? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause we, from, since the very beginning, we've had fans that are insanely supportive and passionate and there are kind of those that have championed the female-fronted cause from the beginning and are just supporters of female-fronted bands in general. And then there are those that are, you know, just whatever, doesn't matter that as long as they, you know, like the music um, that are, you know, big fans and have been for a really long time and that kind of thing. Um, but especially like in the early days, it was just some people didn't like it and they wouldn't even really listen <laughs> you know they just they see that there's a girl up on stage and they're like oh well i'm out of here you know or they cross their arms in the back of the, the venue or whatever or you know that we'd announce a show or something along those lines and and if they saw that there was a girl in the promo photo you know they would immediately this is mostly Facebook days, uh, Facebook, mm. MySpace days kind of thing. Um, they would immediately start, you know, sniping off in the comments. Ah, oh, chick band. I'm not, 
I'm not coming to this show or, <laughs> oh man. And I was so looking forward to seeing this band, but I, you know, I'm not going to go because this band's going to, you know, it's going to suck or whatever. So it was very, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, but that, I mean, it would force me to have thick skin right from the beginning. That's for sure. And it was really great too. And, you know, you could see people that were kind of like, you know, you, okay, well, let's see how she does. And then you win them over. That, that always felt really great. So, but, um, it's definitely, I mean, there's still out there people that kind of need to get with the times, but it's, uh, it's, it's better for sure. It's crazy to hear that. Like there was such strong, like polarity. It's either people were like, either like really like, Oh, cool. This is something that's new. Let me like check it out. And then you people who just like hated the idea, like right out the gate without even like listening to you or knowing anything about the band. Like that just, that right there just like blows my mind. And like, oh, yeah. I feel like that's something that like, you know, shows up in a lot of just human uh, decision making, human inter- uh, human interaction in general. Like even to this day, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I after you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found that a lot of people too would come to the show and be like, "Oh, sweet!" Like back in those days. Um, oh, like female fronted metal, awesome! And they'd expect us to be you know, like a symphonic band and they expect me to sing opera. And then I wouldn't, didn't do that. And they were kind of like, oh, you know, like (laughs) there was like, it's a good thing. Like they were there to support and they were super excited, but they were expecting to be this one sort of little box. And I think think that's something else that, that, that should be like pointed out is like at the time that you guys came out, you know, I feel like the idea of like a woman fronting, you know, uh, a rock band or a heavy metal band people had this idea of like you know delane or nightwish or even like you know evanescence where it's more rock or like you said more symphonic where like you guys are just straight up power metal but like heavy so like you you're like oh female fronted also we're gonna throw you for a loop and we're gonna just go like you know go balls to the wall as they say yeah and back then we were even more death metal than we are now yeah like when we first started so it was very much like this power metal vocalist over top of kind of death, death core, death power. I don't even know what you want to call it. It was a little bit of, you know, a few different genres. But and then we had um, like a full on death screamer who sang, who screamed, well, who had just as much vocals in the mix and, um, you know, time on the mic as I did. So it was, you know, we were pretty, pretty different back then. And a lot of people were kind of like, turned off by that part so it's just like you guys couldn't couldn't please anyone (laughs) but you guys you guys were like you know in my opinion you know trendsetters and in a lot of different ways not just for you like you know having the courage to like face you know all these stereotypes all this prejudice and kind of like break the mold by like fronting a metal band but you guys are like combining different genres that wouldn't typically you know be combined and you know heavy metal is a very welcoming environment, but at the same time, if you like mess with the subgenres, you know, people tend to not really uh, take to that right away a lot of True. the time. People are very passionate about their <laughs> subgenres than heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's changing too. I mean, that's yeah. totally changing. You got combinations of all kinds now, and it's kind of like, oh, is this black metal or power metal or death metal or folk metal? Oh, it's all of them. You know, who cares? <laughs> It's good. It's, I like it. It's power, progressive, post, hardcore, thrash, industrial metal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So as you were, like you said, like right out the gate, you were kind of like faced with, you know, these reactions, whether like they're extremely good or extremely bad. Um, and it, it caused you to have this thicker skin. Uh, at what point do you feel like the weight of it was kind of like getting to be uh, difficult for you to like handle? Was it like early on? Was it like after you guys started getting some like momentum and you guys had like even more, uh, you know, spotlight on you guys? Yeah, I mean, there was probably a point there where we were like really doing well in Canada and we toured across the country many times and we were starting to draw people in all cities across the country. And we had a really great fan base in Edmonton and whenever we go to Winnipeg, we do really well. And we were starting to kind of get a bit of a following in Montreal and Toronto be like off the chain every time we'd go there and um we were really starting to get known in Canada but then it was it was hard to get break out of that because people just didn't really I mean the internet is so prominent now and it doesn't matter where you're from yeah people will find you but back then it was still it was still kind of it was a little bit more difficult it wasn't as widespread as as it is now and we didn't have Spotify and things like that so people were um illegally downloading our stuff off of LimeWire and that kind of thing. And um, so we had digitally our music up on Bandcamp, which was kind of ahead of its time a little bit. And then all the the streaming services started to come. I think Apple was probably one of the first ones, um, of course. So we were up on there as well. But like, you know, it's just it, it's not like it is now. So it was just really hard to break out of being famous we weren't famous but you know being known in Canada in the metal scene and not being known anywhere else and seeing other bands that were female fronted as well from like America or Europe that had started around the same time as us starting to do really well and us kind of not because we were you know power melodic death whatever (laughs) whatever you want to call it and um and people just wanted they wanted that symphonic sort of thing and so it was kind of like okay well do we like change what we do or you know what I mean and um and it was there was just people outside of Canada that hadn't seen us live because that was a really important part of and it always has been Mm -hmm. is that we win people over with our live shows because you know we like to have fun and and um and we like to entertain and and so people are always after they see us live they're kind of like oh, this is rad, you know, and so if they haven't seen us and they just see a photo or, you know, listen to one track kind of a thing, it's like, oh, I only listened to Nightwish within Temptation, After Forever, and, you know, mm. <laughs> it's like, so then we, you know, we're having issues with that as well, and um, it, it did, you know, kind of get to the point where I was just like, you know, what do we do? Like, do we keep being this sort of power death band that, you know, or should 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 I do like an opera song like or like you know just trying to figure out how to break out of this little niche that we, we had created for ourselves in the Canadian scene and um there was definitely yeah some a couple of hard times where I would see like a band just get a massive tour and be like why are we not touring the world yet you know but we were still so young and it's just it was so stupid like to be <laughs> thinking about what what other bands are doing at the time because that's not how you grow and how you succeed you know you got to focus on yourself and 
um, and focus on doing what you can do to get out there and to, you know, and to make it better. So I had a few moments of weakness, but, you know, we stuck to it and, and it ended up, you know, being fine in the end, but um, definitely sometimes there where we kind of were, you know, having a bit of an identity crisis for sure. Yeah. yeah. The pointing, you just pointed out like, you know, comparing yourself to like, you know, other bands, like you guys were doing that collectively. Yeah, uh, that's uh, I think that's like a very common thing that like humans and like people in general just do is like, you know, if you you have like an idea of what you want to do, you're you're like trying to like you know follow a career path, you follow a dream, a passion, you know, yeah, you, you have people you look up to, you have icons, and you you uh very easily fall into comparing yourself to those people, and you you uh you know sometimes it can lead down like a dark rabbit hole where you're like oh why am I not doing it like them why am I not doing it like them <laughs> but it sounds like you uh you know you were able to catch on to that you know pretty pretty early on to be like hey you know this is what they're doing but I have to focus on like what I can do and what I bring to the table and follow my own path and it sounds like uh you uh and the entire band kind of had that same mentality is that correct or yeah I mean if, uh, well we lost a couple members right and so there was a point there where um, like Braden and our bass player uh, Brad at the time left and it was really just Scott and Grant and I, and it was kind of like, I guess this is our opportunity to maybe change or be something else or, and um, uh, kind of start down a new path. And, um, but we, you know, we just decided that, well, first of all, we decided, yes, we're going to continue because that was one of the big questions. It was like, well, what do we do? You know, Braden was the principal songwriter and um, now we don't have him. And how do we move on from that? And so, but um, we all knew Andrew for years from the scene. So it was really just kind of like, well, if Andrew's willing to be on board, then heck yeah, we're moving forward. And Andrew in himself changed us a little bit um, because where Braden was very death metal influenced and he has death metal influences but he's also hugely power metal influenced so that part where death metal and power metal were kind of like this before it went like this and it was mm. more power metal and less of it you know what i mean and so just kind of just bringing him on changes a little bit but it was never like oh we should become a power metal band you know it just wasn't yeah. it's not what we're about so um yeah i think uh it just kind of happened with the change of band members, but it was never like, okay, we need to flip the switch and become a different band or we're never going to get anywhere. You know, that just was never, that was never how it, like how we felt, but we all definitely kind of talked about like, what can we do here? You know? And, um, and we decided, you know, we just got to keep touring. That was it. And it was like, we need to keep, we need to tour outside of Canada. So we started really working on getting out, and doing the u.s and so that um we had done our first ever u.s tour that same year that the that the that the boys left and it was really hard and i think that was why <laughs> that's probably why um because we yeah were like starving and had no food and no money by the end of that tour <laughs> and then we got to to Canada and it was like oh thank god because <laughs> we played all those cities that we played a million times before and it definitely saved our butts but that was and it was kind of like oh god is this what we have to look forward to you know grinding the way that we did in Canada for the last five years grinding now through the U.S. like that and 
um, the three of us decided, yes, that's, that's what we have to do. And so we did. And um, we just, just kind of had, we were patient is really what it came down to. And we stayed true to ourselves, to the music that we love. So, you know, we, we were writing music that, you know, that was inspiring us because it was influenced by the, the music that, in, you know, that we love to listen to. And it just, yeah, I don't know. We just kept at it and kept touring and touring and touring. And that was, that was really kind of where we said, we need to focus on. We were just like, let's just, you know, that's where we win all of our fans. That's where we sell the, the, <laughs> the merch, the CDs, all that sort of stuff. Let's, you know, let's just keep doing what we're good at. And, and uh, eventually it started to pay off. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys, like, like the three core members, basically you, uh, you have a very strong idea of what the identity of the band is like the collective, you know, and as well as like your, yourselves, uh, you know, I'm assuming. And like that, I think is really important just to point out that, uh, you know, in any, any band dynamic, any business, any like personal relationships, having a, a healthy idea of like what the collective is, what everybody's like individual like roles is. That's really good. Cause I think a lot of people uh, just have difficulty and being able to identify, you know, who they are as individuals or like how they, they uh, you know, how they plug into a, a collective or like what the idea of the collective is uh, that, that that's really uh, commendable, you know, to point out for, for, sure. for you guys. And I yeah, think and we'll, I was, I was gonna when say, Andy think, came on board, he was, sorry. he was totally on board with it too. That's why he fits so well. So, yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that's, that's a big part of how he uh, and why he was able to like come in so easily, just, you know, listening to, you know, the records from like, you know, beginning to like now, like you guys have definitely like grown and you guys have, have evolved, but like, it still very much sounds like unleash the archers. Like no matter what mm -hmm. record you put on, it's like, Oh, this is this band. Like you guys have a sound and you know, yeah, there's different people are, are on different records, but like the core of what the band is artistically is very much present. And I think that reflects, uh, you know, in the strength of like what you guys have, like personality wise and uh, the fact that you guys are able to have that identity. Mm -hmm. And you know, it changes like you, you grow up, you, the things that you, like about life and about music they change and so the music evolves and um we've all you know decided that we're just going to kind of be open to whatever comes our way we just want to make sure that we have fun and that's always been our first priorities when we get up on that stage we want to have fun we don't want to be playing songs that are super hard or like, you know, we can't even talk to the crowd because we're all just like, like trying to figure out how to get this part right. And I can't miss the note. That's just exactly. That's not our priority. Isn't to be the fastest, heaviest, hardest, bestest, whatever our, we want to be fun and we want our fans to have fun with us on stage and that's what it's been from the beginning. And the more we toured, the more we embraced that because it's like, oh man, if we're going to be on the road for the next six weeks, we better be playing songs that are kick-ass, you know, like <laughs> that we just in enjoy because, you know, it's, it's too hard otherwise. And touring is the best part of what we do. And if you get off stage at the end of the day and are like, thank God that's over, you're doing it wrong. You know, it shouldn't be shouldn't be a job <laughs> which it does become eventually uh, but it shouldn't be you know a task or something that you have to 
get through. That's like why you're out there and that should be the best part of your day. And yeah, you shouldn't um, dread always, going to work basically. Yeah, exactly. So that's always been what we strive to do. And, and that's why the four of us have been together since 2013, because we all agree so firmly in that. And Nick, our new bass player who we found, you know, a few years back, but he was just doing session or tours really for us for a while. Um, he was right in there with us on that from the get-go as well so that's why we're kind of like oh you know what we were so like oh bass players are so hard to find and (laughs) we just didn't we didn't want to like you know stick with one person because we just weren't sure if we had found that person but as soon as nick was like oh yeah let's have a good time that's what it's all about he was like okay i think we found the guy that one that fits yeah exactly nick always has a smile um, on his face anyway so right yeah <laughs> yeah no he's a he's a fun guy he's so nice and, and he works hard and yeah and he, and he he gets it he he's not the kind he's not being like oh you know we should make that part harder or this isn't heavy enough or you know it's never like that it's just yeah let's have a good time you yeah, know so that's and that's what we're all about and that's a great that's just a great attitude to have in life in general it's just like oh am i enjoying myself am i not enjoying myself and you know it just just knowing Nick for like the, the little bit that I do, like he's just one of those guys that like, if he's just going to enjoy everything life throws at him. Totally. Yeah. You gotta, and you gotta that be that way sometimes because yeah, it's, <laughs> shit's hitting the fan pretty hard here these days. So <laughs> a little you bit. gotta try and be positive. <laughs> but, and I mean, if you, if you don't make music for yourselves, then, then you, then you get completely lost. Because you get up there and it's, oh, our fans think that that we're like the heaviest band in the world. We need to continue to be the heaviest band in the world. And you put that pressure on yourselves or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, if you start creating music because of what other people think, then then you stop doing what you love. And you're, and you're oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're doing something because you feel you have to. And then, yeah, where's the fun in that? So you definitely have to like you can't listen to what other people think about your band or what yeah. you feel like people want you can, that that doesn't matter it's got to be what do you enjoy doing this is it you know is it yeah. bringing you joy so that's that's that that's the most important thing yeah like on the artistic side of stuff like whatever you feel you need to express like you have to do it your way you know like it, like you just said it doesn't matter if, you know what you shouldn't listen to what people are saying or feeling or what they, you know, what you think that they expect or what they're saying they expect. Your audience is always just going to like connect with whatever you make. As long as you're proud of it, that's what they're going to yeah. connect with. They'll, they may like it. They may that- not like it. But the important thing is that they will connect with whatever it is that you're making. If they see that you genuinely are, uh, you know, creating something that like you're proud of. Uh, that being yeah, said, I- do you feel that, uh, you know, you had meant like the, we had mentioned the, like the different prejudices that you've had to face at the very beginning to like where you are now. Do you feel that any of that stress and that tension uh, and th- facing like those stereotypes has ever influenced you in your songwriting? Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, I mean, the whole apex and abyss uh, saga is about um, being true to yourself and 
finding the power that you have inside to be whoever you want to be. Because, um, yeah, when you walk up on stage and you think that people are just waiting to hate you, and it, that's a really hard thing to do. And so from like right from the beginning, I just said, you know what? I don't care what people think. I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And if they don't like that, you know, there's nothing I can do to change that. So I'm just going to do what I can. I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to try and, you know, be the best. And I've just constantly worked on myself as a singer and, you know, tried to build skills and extend my range and just, just enjoy what I do and write songs that challenge me and but are still you know a lot of fun and um it's always been kind of this i need to be my biggest fan and the only opinion that matters is mine um like because of facing all that from the beginning if you think for one second about oh my god if i don't hit this note people are gonna hate me forever or that that guy that messaged before the show that said can't wait to watch you fail tonight you know he's out there and he's waiting for me to fail and it's you cannot think about that you have to be like 100% within yourself and believe in yourself and so for sure I constantly am writing about that about you know being proud of yourself being your own best friend and you know you can never be lonely when you when you're in love with who you are and and what you do and if as long as you are having a good time and loving every second of what you do. No one can touch you. So like, yeah, Apex and Abyss are very much about that. Time stand still, a lot of it was about like dealing with the expectations of um, labels and promoters and people out there in the world that just think that, I don't know, that you owe them something or whatever. We got a lot back in the day we got a lot of people that were like oh man you guys are gonna be huge you're gonna be famous holy crap like i know this Hmm. guy he works at a record label let me hook you up or like you know i got all these contacts like let's go for coffee and and it's all bullshit right you can't listen to these people even though they're saying positive awesome things you cannot listen to them you just say cool yeah thanks you know like we're gonna do our best and you just you know, you can't put your hope in, in other people's words. You have to put it in yourself 100% because it doesn't matter what those people promise. There's 0% chance that they'll follow through and introduce you to the big guy at the big label, you know, whatever. And that's all of a sudden you're going to be saved. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. So, um, you know, we learned pretty early on to not invest in, the the words of others and that's been a big part of it as well it's just you 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 gotta work hard for yourself and don't think that someone else is gonna hold your hand and carry you through it and and introduce you to the you know the one that's gonna also all of a sudden make you a bloody millionaire or something you know it's just not it's not how it works yeah i i absolutely love everything you just said like you it's spot on micro with everything it's you know, it, it takes a lot to just even recognize that, like, as an individual, you have to be responsible for your actions. You can't, um, uh, you can't rely on on other people to just, like you said, hand you things. You can't rely on people to like wave a magic wand and like give you success. You know, it's 
it's it it's very empowering to hear you like say like all of that. And I think you just in general, I think being in the spotlight for you know like all of your fans, your entire audience, it, you're a very great role model for for people, and you're also extremely humble too. Just from you know this conversation, you're very like you know I'm zen, happy. Like you you just appreciate life. <laughs> you love what you do. You seem like you enjoy just people, and like you enjoy being able to connect with people, you know through you know through your music. Um, how do you feel, how do you feel about like, kind of like the more modern wave of, of heavy metal that's seen, uh, of female fronted bands who are kind of following a little bit in like your guys' footsteps or like you have women fronting heavier bands, say bands like Ginger or Butcher Babies or Spirit Box, where, you know, it's not just, you know, your, your radio rock evanescence or like your symphonic Nightwish. People are like really embracing that, you know, that gruffness or even Arch Enemy or like, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, The Agonist. Yeah, I mean, Arch Enemy was doing it before everybody else and The Agonist was doing it before everybody else too. So, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, absolutely do whatever genre you want. If that's what you love, and if you're a screamer, not a singer, or if you're both, or if you just want to scream or what, like, absolutely. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Being female doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's never mattered. Other people think it does, and other people think that it makes us special, but it, we're not. We just want, we just love heavy metal. We just want to play heavy metal. And, you know, I had a, a girl reach out to me on Facebook one time and say, you know, I love black metal and there's this black metal band in my town and they're looking for a vocalist and I really want to try out, but I'm scared that the world isn't ready for a female black metal vocalist. And I was just like, make them ready, you know, go do that, be that. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks as long as you're, you know, you're doing what you love and you're kicking ass at it. Like, that's all that matters. What do you, like, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. And, um, she, she got into the band. She was singing oh, for fantastic. the band. Yeah. And, and, but then she, you know, she'd come back here every once in a while, every time she'd kind of hit a little bit of a wall. Cause it's like, oh, well, um, my band thinks that I should do this. And I, and I don't really like, I think it was like about wearing more revealing clothing or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly. And I was just like, dude, if you want to use your body to whatever, if you want to show it off, no one can stop you from doing that. Then do that. Let that be your thing. But if you don't want to do that, then don't compromise yourself because I've always been, you know, very focused on the singing aspect of my career. And I just, I don't think that, you know, like I said, being a woman isn't important. It isn't, you know, um, why we're, why we're special or why the band sounds like it does. It's so it's never been something like I, that I wanted to focus on, but if you, that, if you want to do that, then absolutely go for it. Like women are hot, you know, and, and there are going to be people out there that are going to only listen because you're hot, but who cares? <laughs> because there are people that are going to listen to the music and be like, this is rad. And that's all that's going to matter to them. And, and, you know, those are the fans that will persist and will, support you throughout the whole thing and so just you're like be whatever you want to be but don't ever be something that you don't for others including your bandmates so absolutely be a death metal singer be a power metal singer be a symphonic go do opera over you know heavy chords and and synths like 
just because it's been done doesn't mean that you can't do it your way. So, I mean, absolutely. And I think <laughs> what's, what's fun is that it doesn't matter. You know, women just go do whatever you want. It's not special because a woman is doing it. It's just more great heavy metal out there in the world. Yeah, it's special because it's the individual, like that individual is yeah. the only person who could do that thing or that group of individuals are the only group of individual individuals can, who can do metal or do music that specific way. You know, that's, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's really fantastic that like, that's what you're, you're pointing out. And like, that's kind of like your whole take on everything. It kind of seems like it's like been your philosophy from like the get go. And it's, it's very, it's very commendable. And I, I you know, having to deal with a lot of, you know, prejudice in general, like it takes a lot of courage to just, you know, stick to your guns like that. So like you, if you haven't been commended recently on that, I consider this <laughs> a commendation. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, is there anything that you would want to share with, you know, uh, anyone like any of your audience that's listening or specifically to, you know, women who might be wanting to follow in your footsteps that you think would be like good advice? Oh, I would say number one is don't listen to trolls. Don't read the comments. (laughs) (laughs) I never do. I I mean, you know, sometimes we'll put out a new YouTube video or whatever. And, Mm. um, and you always, you're, you are always going to get those that just want to be negative for the sake of being negative. And, um, and you can't put any stock in those words, in what those people say. And especially if you're just starting out, it's hard. Even, you know, for anyone, any vocalist, whatever, going out there, any musician, starting out, first song that they put up on YouTube, first record, you know, first go at the whole thing, you're going to not be 100% great. It's just not something that comes with time and getting better at, you know, you're right, knowing how your writing style works and the studio and where you need to spend your money and, you know, that kind of thing. So just people are going to put you down. There's not, there's no way to stop it, but it doesn't matter what those people think. You just got to keep going and you cannot listen to them or put any stock in their words. And you can't also, it's, it's the opposite as well. People are going to be like, Holy crap, you guys have so much potential. You're going to be amazing. Or like, you're going to be famous. You're going to be millionaires. You can't listen to that either because then one, you don't want to be cocky and Mm. overconfident. And because that will come across, people will see that you think that you're the shit and it, you know, it'll put people off. And then also you will stop working hard yourself, thinking that all this is just going to get handed to you. So you have to kind of keep this fine balance between listening to the trolls of both types (laughs) and, but ignoring everything that they, that they say, because it, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's about your own journey. You just got to work hard doing what you do. And <clears throat> like, seriously, I do not look at YouTube comments. I do not look at any, you know, anytime anyone comments on things, it's just not, it's not a healthy place. The internet is not a healthy place. I have this, <laughs> I have this, um, this acronym, you know, um, uh it's like make the internet great again <laughs> make the make the internet positive again i think Meepa. And oh my god like, that's funny stop stop listening to the negative people don't give them a voice don't reply to them don't let them know that you've seen their comment and that it's gotten to you or that you even care or that you you know that you noticed just don't and sometimes there are people 
that are take the exact opposite and someone will comment negatively on whatever their Facebook post or whatever, and they'll snap back at them and you're just giving them exactly what they want, which is attention. And they'll never stop, you know, and you'll, and you think it's funny and it's like, ha ha ha. But the inside you're, you're listening to this person because you're reacting to them because you know, you're, you're replying to them and giving them the attention that they want. So you are in fact putting some stock in the, in the things that they say. So you just need to like, and it's hard. Oh my God, is it hard sometimes when you know, people are just so wrong and you just want to be like, no, 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 it's not how it is. You know, you want to get up yeah. there, but don't. Yeah. Just Cause they just, you, you'd be adding fuel yourself. to the fire. Yeah, absolutely. And then that person knows, Oh, I got them. You know, they're going to, they're going to see every time I post now and, and they're just looking for someone to, to pay attention to them. And, and you just can't, don't yeah. let them think that being an anonymous voice on the internet gives them power because it doesn't. And it's, it's, it really needs to stop. People need to stop thinking that because I've got some rando username and no one can associate me with this account, I can just be an asshole and I can say whatever I want or I my opinion matters. It doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't like you are not in my life doing what I'm doing a part of the things that are important to me. So your opinion doesn't matter. And that's the problem is that everyone thinks that it does just because they have this platform, but it really doesn't. And that's like, that's been number one for me really to get through everything and to, to keep working at it. No one's opinion matters except yours. And, you know, even Scott, he'll be like, oh, I don't like that part. I'll be like, okay, yeah. It's Sorry. going in anyway. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> I decide what, you know, what I'm going to do. So, yeah, it's, um, it's hard, though, especially at the beginning, because people are just going to be so hard on you. And you just really, you cannot, can't listen. That's the big one I would say. <laughs> well, that's really, really good advice. It's very sage, very full, very detailed advice. And you know, I'm sure whoever's listening is definitely going to get a lot of value out of that. So thank you for, for sharing. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I want to save people from feeling less than because of these horrible people out there. <laughs> yeah, everyone has value and everyone has the right to follow their dreams, follow their passions. And, you know, exactly. it's, it's great. It's just good advice to just, you know, you know, don't be a dick to other people. <laughs> there yeah. should be like one rule like, in life. Don't be a dick. Try. Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say, say even in Yiddish. If it's an anonymous <laughs> username on the internet, don't say anything at all. Or Agreed. wait until you have something nice to say. Yeah. So Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. And thank you very much for sharing with us what it was like for you to kind of pioneer among the current roster of women in heavy metal and break through some of that prejudice. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I truly believe that the more that we as a society feel comfortable opening up about our struggles, that the more it will help others to realize that they are not alone. Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So thank you again for taking the time to chat. And thank you to everyone that has tuned into this episode. If anyone watching finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, family, or a mental health professional. I'll place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connections to further resources. And until next time, remember, you have the strength to conquer your battlefield.